You're listening to a DM podcast. We live to play. We play to win. We try and try. We won't say die. We won't give in. We're number one. We'll hold the line. We won't step back. We'll just attack time after time. We're lightning fast. We'll drive like rain. We won't be beat. We won't retreat. I see in our veins. We are the storm from Melbourne town. We'll blow the others off the ground. We are the storm and we're number one. G'day guys. Welcome to Talking League. And we've got the Melbourne Storm NRL Fantasy Preview for 2022. Pretty cheeky, boys. They, they say then Melbourne's doing number one. It's pretty true, Andy. It is very true. Uh, look, for such a gun team, that is such a shit song. That is so bad. I think it was made in 1998 when they first come into the competition. But, Cobbs, you're still high on the Storm this year? Uh Still what? You're still high on the storm, you snake. Oh, yeah. I thought you said hiring. Yeah, yeah, no, they'll be be up there. They've got too good a spine to write them off. And and the Bellamy effect, he'll um, he'll change a few players going down there again. No doubt. Now, Melbourne Storm, they finished minor premiers, and then they were eliminated by Penrith in the prelim. A few gains, and I know that Corbs is high on this guy, Nick Meaney. Got Xavier Coates from the Broncos, Josh King from the Knights, William Warbick, Brick, sorry, and he comes over from New Zealand Rugby Sevens, as well as Jaden Nicarima, and he's over from Queensland Cup where he played for Redcliffe. 2022, they lose, oh, yes, Nico Hines. He gets another mention in the podcast. How good. <laughs> another guy that's maybe the second best signing of all from this offseason, Dal Finucan. Aaron Booth, that could be a nice little handy one for the Titans. Maxi King for the Doggies. Josh Addo Carr. He goes to the dogs as well. Branco lead in play last year, but he heads off to the Broncos. Aaron Penn, after a good season, headers off to the Warriors. And the release list headed by Riley Jacks, Dan Atkinson, Tyson Smoothie, and Judah Turahui. Now, boys, the draw, they're looking pretty good, actually, again. It's got a pretty a light first 10 games. Only four teams from the top eight that they do play. The only game I really see them losing is round six against the Sharks. Apart from that, maybe <laughs> Panthers, but, yeah, they should be riding high again. And they've got the round 13 by this year. So heading into Origin, we'll have a look what we do see this year as their studs, duds, cashies, Trap City, and player we would love to draft. I think the Storm, I think the only thing we also got to mention is they've got a fair few players suspended for round one. And we'll talk about that in our, our analysis. Cameron Munster and also Brandon Smith. They had a little bit of an incident. Uh, Chris Lewis as well. And... We've got Harry Grant suspended. He did a crush tackle in that prelim final. But, boys, let's rip in with the studs. How good is this bloke? Now, boys, we're all going after Harry Grant. It'll be interesting just to see what we've picked up on him. Andy, why don't you kick us off in the value you see in Harry, who comes in at 695k, a break-even at 56. Oh, I think just value for him is his points per minute. Like He didn't play 80 at all last, last year with Smith, um, obviously starting him kind of off the bench. Mm. He's done it before at the Tigers, where he scored 61 fantasy points, um, and that's at Tigers. Like, he, I think this is his year where he actually fin- finally comes in and be that Cameron Smith role. Um, I'm just, I, I see him playing 80 minutes, and I see him being the top hooker uh, in the in, in, in fantasy. Yeah, that, that's where I see him going. Corbs with Fanukan leaving that literally means, and then we also got with Nelson and Tui suspended for the start start of the season. It literally does push Cheese into the 13 and. Bring your man, Harry, back into that nine. You would think so. Full preseason and nine being his from the get-go. Mm. I've got him He priced at the 54 average. Uh, he had 
at 0.93 points per minute for all games in 2021, but was coming on fresh to a tied defence for a lot of these games. So mm. I, I wouldn't imagine that will be as high. He had a 64 average when started at nine with the 75 minutes. And I think he's going to play the bigger minutes now. I think they're locking him in for the nine, as I said just before, and as you guys sort of touched on. And I see this as his realistic projection for 2022. I reckon he's going to hit the mid-60s um, minimum. Yeah, I love him. But the only thing is I don't like playing, especially round one, I don't like having money on the bench. And I know I've got to pick between him and Cookie. I think they're the two ultimate picks at that. Corbs, just sticking with you, does that the suspension just throw you off a touch? No, nah, no, I'm actually going with him for round one. You're getting him, I sort of doing those calculations, you're getting him at a 150K discount if he's going to hit those mid-60s for what he's priced at. Mm. And that's like looking at the tackle breaks didn't really affect him too much. Um, and uh, if, if you get a... Another hooker like you know Randall, as per se, because he's probably one in the news a little bit, fantasy news. If he can just get that decent score for you for round one, and then put him back to if he's scoring well, put him on your reserves or emergency, and then you've got Grant going again, and hopefully, um, if you can get that second hooker, just because you're going to lose him at Origin as well. So be mindful, like you said, don't go skimp out real bad with your hooker. If you're getting Grant, you need to have a backup because he's going to miss games with uh, rep duties. Yeah, I don't mind that strategy. Andy, you all board that? Yeah, same, same. Yeah, You can't be going a cheapy hooker mm. uh, to back him up because, like you said, if you go on a Randall or someone lower, they're not going to get that spot. Yeah. If they don't get Chapman, you've got to have, be stuck for hooker and they have to do, change about five plays to get, to get a hooker in instead of just the one swap over. No, I like it, boys. We'll start with a tip because I'm projecting 65 <laughs> and... Tiger's average just pretty much says he's going to hit a 65. And even last year, he had three starts at hooker, 75 minutes average and 64. So I just think he goes from strength to strength. You know, hopefully those injuries clear up and we see the best out of Harry Grant. But, boys, Pups is the next one I want to have a look at. And probably with his injuries and his bench, Belly did a massive favour for us bringing him back off the bench because just really sunk that average that was so high at the start of the season. And realistically, when you have a look at Pups at 636k, he's priced in at that break-even of 51. But you remove all those games that he got, you know, the Dragons game where he got knocked out, and then you take out all the bench games. His fullback average was actually 70 last year. So I think the conversation we need to have tonight, when when you have a look at his stats, 196 metres gained, 5.4 tackle breaks, 1.4 tries, 6 try. 0.6 try assists and 3.3 goals. I think the discussion is can he keep that up? It's similar to Turbo, Andy. That's the key there because Turbo done it, done it consistently. Uh, perhaps with his – what was he talking There was some sort of um, article over the, hol- over the holidays. He was doing some sort of concussion training or something. I'm not sure how he can train that out of you. Yeah, concussed by it. Yeah, it's your brain. Especially so, a little fella. He, like he did, he did score lots of scores and he did come off the bench. But like you said, it was a very, very good season. Yeah, he came. He came in off the off Hugh just going hot. Munster trying to um, come back into form, and he just pretty much had the game under his own belt. What was he? Five tries one time where he support play where he scored yeah. 124, four tries, 124 fantasy points. Uh, it's it's all about if he can um, sustain that. But like you said, he's already dropped down because he's been played off the bench. So I think he can. I think he's de- break even is 50 points. He can definitely also uh, average is 51 points. I can definitely beat that. 
Yeah, Corbs. Now I've got a calculator that helps me create my narratives. So I've got a. I'm settling him on like a sixty average. Where where are you kind of projecting him at? Yeah, well, if you go sixty average, I've got him making two hundred k. So I think he will go the mid sixties. But if he can hit that mid sixty, yeah, I've got two hundred k. Sorry. So yeah, sixty be a little bit less. But he's a he's a classic lock for me. Yeah. With the elite, oh, he's one of my first picked. Corbs, with the elite guys, he's the elite guy that will make you money, right? What you just said. If he averages yeah. 60, he makes you 200 grand. Boys, his first five games, he had a 75 average. He hit the ground running last year. Unfortunately, you said like, the injuries and coming off the bench, which does help us. Yeah, the 51 average. So if he loses a minus four in tackle breaks, but then I would say he would pick at least a two back a game escape the in goal. That gets him to that 49 average, which is where he's priced at. So, yeah, big money to make and there's so much value in him. I think you've got to look at blokes like this um, as your first few picks that are undervalued because even if you do stuff up on the pick, you're not losing money on them, mm. is yeah. it, which I don't, I don't think you will anyway. Here's a comparison. Gutherson, 645K. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. There's no way you're picking Gutho over little pups. Yeah. And you think, Eddie, we're high on haircuts this year. That, <laughs> that mullet, that's worth what. We, what are we giving him? We give him five. Flowing? We give him five. Well, points does he get mullet. unicorn points because of that? Yes. Mullet points? Yeah. yeah. He might be getting five. five. That, that's outstanding, his mullet. Now, boys, the only other guy I want to mention is I saw a little bit of value in Christian Walsh. <laughs> he's averaging what? Well, he's got a break even of 47 at 588K. I don't hate it, especially if you want to keep kind of your mids below 600K, which I can see a strategy for as well. You know, even without Nas and Tui, I still think he will continue to play around that 52 to 55 minutes. And I see over a 25-round season, seeing that he is an elite prop that will play Origin, they still got to be very, very careful with the amount of minutes they let him play. He does have step-up factor, around six, one to six. Without Dalfinukan last year, he did average 51. And then over the course of the season, 145 metres, Average per game. Good base of 27 tackles as well. And he is the best offloader in the NRL. He averages 2.4 offloads. So he's very, very good at that and very, very good at, you know, with the new rules. He actually finds people in their hands, doesn't just roll yeah, it out the back. He's not exactly. a silly one. So, guys, if you're looking for someone under 600K and you want to spend a bit of cash in there, I think him, only guy that I've got ahead of him right now is Stefano. And, and the only other little... Mark against him, and I saw this last year when I had him. I made a little bit of cash, but realistically, I think he only has value up to an origin. I think once that round 13, we saw last year, he got benched a couple of times just to help him preserve his season a little bit. Post-origin, he only averaged 44 last year as well. So I just think he takes you up to a point, and then you upgrade him, hopefully, to someone else. But I can't see you losing money on him, and I think he'll be a reliable scorer. So... I don't mind Christian Moss. Yeah, there's not many good mids around that price. Yeah, um, yeah there's, not, there's not many actually that are really good value at the moment. Yeah, so all I think consistent, that, right? Yeah, I think that low mid option is where I'm looking at too. Yeah, for sure. No, 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 no. All right, dud time. Cobbs, and you've got a couple of centres on your mind here, mate. Holloman Smith. I just don't see the value in those two to start off in your team. Uh, both priced at about their average for 2021. And that's with the tackle break taken into account. I'll chuck that in. Remus showing a smidge more value. However, both had, you'd say they nearly had career best seasons last year. Yeah. Olam got, sure. He got center of the year, Dalliam center of the year, did he not? If he didn't, we'll just say he did, mate. We'll just create it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they would have to play out of their skins to make coin and just better value elsewhere in the center position, I think. 
Yeah, Remus pretty much, he was all value last year, wasn't he? He's the one that just got that done. But Andy, I think we've pretty much stuck on the same guy. And it's, again, I think it's a good, we warned people about this last year. The guys like Kafusi and the Bromwich brothers. And I think the great thing about the Melbourne Storm is they're not stat hogs. That's, I think, why they're such a good team. Yeah, true. Unless you talk about Munster Hughes or (laughs) or Puppy. But but, they're the money makers. (laughs) But with Kafusi... Uh, I think this has that name value where everyone's like, oh, Kafusi, yeah, he had a couple of good games. Queensland like, player. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But no, he's just, he's, I think he's more like a, a 38 average player. Every like, year. Yeah, every every year. year. Like, he has a couple of good games that actually jacks his average up. But yeah, he's just, just that name value. I don't think he's going to play better than that. Don't think he's going to play worse than that. He's just going to do the consistent um, average yeah. player. And he's so. leaving too. So they've got a few good young players like that, Trent Leora and Jack Howarth and even Chris Lewis. So could we see an so. emergence of a new starting edge? Potentially, like especially towards the end, they might say, "Well, to Felice, maybe you just go on the bench for a little while till the finals." And who knows? There could be some narratives written there, and maybe him giving some time off. Either way, he's a dud. Yeah, he's the easiest player to project in the NRL. You know, oh, like yeah. thirty-eight. <laughs> no, no, yeah, probably less than that. You can probably say less. <laughs> you're gonna get thirty-eight. Anything to say on the Bromwich boys? Oh, it's just the, the same, really. Um, I think Kenny you know. had a Kenny had a standout season. Was it two years ago? And can find a try line. Can hit a line. Yeah, absolutely. But I think the Jesse's coming of age. Uh, like you said, the props. You don't spend too much on props. These. I'm going to try. This is the Bellamy factor. I think I run my fancy team like the Bellamy factor. <laughs> props real low. <laughs> Get your points, your base points, and then your stars on your spine. Nice. All right, boys. Cashy. Cashy time, and I'm going Joshy King, 319k, break even at 26. Just doing a little bit of research. Tui averaged 80, uh, sorry, 44 minutes from eight bench games, and Nelson, 38 minutes from nine bench games. So there's a few minutes to fill there. I think Mayora might get a few minutes, and I'm liking Josh King, and I think the experience factor might get him the nod. He did play 78 NRL games at the Knights. Not a bad PPM. Career PPM is 0.75. He's a 26-year-old, so pretty much peak time for a mid. That's why I see him coming into his own. Belly does have a knack of kind of creating some really good mids from nothing as well. 2021, he, he averaged 22 points off 23 minutes. So it's a PPM of 0.93. Had a really good last round. He scored a 49 against the Broncos in racking up some good minutes in that game. And then the only other thing, prop career, only averages 29 from 40 minutes. But I still see you making some good money, especially if he picks up either that 38 minutes or 44 minutes. So we're watching him for the trials quite closely. But, boys, you're both hot on Coatsy. That's Xavier Coates, who has played a little bit of origin, Andy. And what are you seeing in terms of value? Comes in at 330K, break even at 27. Well, with Coates, he played on a terrible team last year. You know, he had a couple of games of 40-plus, but he averaged, he's coming in at 26 fantasy points. Josh Adokar is leaving. Uh, who else? The other wing is not going to make it. So the wingers will be Meany and Coates. Well, Lumi Lumi left too. So there's a spot. Both, yeah, so both definitely. Yeah, so I think the, the wingers will be Coates and Meany, but Coates on that left side. Le- Either way, I think Coates will be the Adokar factor. He'll take over that points. Where Adokar averaged 43 fantasy points last year. Yep. Coates is just on a new team with Bellamy as, as him, just sort of backing him. I'm excited, man. He's, my, he's one fat player that I think everyone will have him. He'll be like. I'm going to say 80-plus 80, 80 percentage ownership. Yeah. Corbs, put your coaching hat on like your real coaching hat on. And I've got, with Coates, right, he's an origin winger who's played a couple games now, and he averaged 100 metres game, which is quite low for a rep winger, right, and only 1.4 tackle breaks. But we know he's got some upside. You know, he does score tries, he makes line breaks, but he just probably doesn't do it enough. Does Belly sit him down in the off-season and just 
kind of tell him where he needs to be to be that next sort of Josh Adokar? A bit of technical issue. Sorry. <laughs> Here we go. The, the oh, Bellamy back, factor will, will be uh, red hot with this one. I reckon he's going to be one of the best uh, that's gone down there and, and turned into a superstar because he's so athletic and he's just he's got the perfect winger build if he just puts on a bit more muscle. But I'm looking forward to seeing him. Uh, we talked about TK. He didn't get used nearly enough for the high ball because he was near unstoppable. And I think in the origin, he, he got a couple there, but he was almost on the outer for the second half of the season last year. I don't know what went down up there. He wasn't even getting game time. It wasn't even on the reserves. Yeah, they just brushed him. But, Once he signed for Melbourne, they brushed him. Yeah, yeah so that, that was probably another good thing for us because it just kept him at a lower price. I th- yeah. I look forward to seeing how he turns it around down there. With the 24 average calls, where. Like for my little narrative calculator, I'm crunching you maybe towards that 36, 37. Are you getting any support for me around that mark? Yeah, well, that will. Remus Smith went about that 37 average going down there from a, a terrible team. But yeah. I actually, I think he, he's got the potential to sneak into the 40s. Yeah, but Car was a 43. Surely you can't sort of back up Car stats, or maybe you can. Yeah, well, I, uh, Coates, I reckon Coates has got that X factor too. He can, he can run. He can run. Jeez. Now, boys, Andy mentioned it before. He's got Nick Meany making the team. Now, Corbs is huge on Nick Meany. Boys, you've got to sell me because I don't know if he can beat – who was on there last week? Jennings. Jennings played good last year, boys. I don't know if he can unseat him. Corbs, sell me. Yeah, sell me too. Well, I just think he's a bit of a smoky to keep an eye out for. And, again, the Bellamy fact – he seems to be a pretty busy footballer, strong work ethic – Price just under his average of 34 for 2021. So it, it, there's not as much value in um, some of the other cashies. But here's the, here's the narrative. So if he gets a few games from 14, which I sort of think he will sort of, that's where his first Storm jersey will come and brings his price down a bit and then gets that wing spot. I don't know. I think he's a better goal kicker than Pappenhausen. So he's a wing goal kicker for a good attacking team. He could go gangbusters. He could be a very good little narrative. <laughs> you just wrote a massive narrative Gee. there. I can't see Pups losing the goal kicking. No, I can't see Pups and I can't see him. Who's, who's his spot's going to take 14? Like, oh, I guess if his injury. They don't really have one at the moment, I guess. Oh, no, nah, the, the other one that I was in my cashies is Wishart. He's got I pedigree, think. mate. He's got Dragon's pedigree, mate. Mate, the great Rod Wishart. I played a game of golf behind him at uh, Gerringong Golf Did you? Club. Yeah, good with that. He's he was great back in the I day. Played play a I game just, of golf behind you. That's on a stretch for, for a that's name stalking. Job. If that's not stalking, I'm not well, here. I, I was I was hoping to get a few on the fairway so I could catch up to him, but I was just zigzagging. As I was saying, I seen someone at the shops the other day. <laughs> so what do you oh, know? That's his that's his territory down there. What do you know about Tyron, mate? I just think he could he, – well, I've got him in my emergency at the moment because I do think – I've seen a – actually, it came up on my um, computer today. I don't know how or why. bit of um, a footage of him in his uh, last year. It might have been the year before because he might not have been able to play any footy. Mm. He had the nine on it at, at one stage, but majority was in the halves. Yep. And he's pretty solid yeah, he's player. Big. Yeah, he's very big. So he, he could um, – he's probably – 
better candidate towards the back end of the season for that 14 jersey. And yeah, come origin time at the end of the year, they're known for their restings. Wishart could be quite handy as that bottom price to uh, fill in some spots if you do have a couple of the big gun storm players, which I intend to as well. So he sort of ticks a couple of boxes there, but he's not guaranteed a spot either. Yeah, I watched him in a trial last year against the Sharkies and he, he was playing halfback. Like Corb said, quite a big halfback. Has a bit of ball skills as well. So someone well, to keep an eye on. I, well, I like him. Hughes is gone next year. Maybe they sort of try to blood him in. Maybe they will. Yeah, definitely. All right, boys, let's move on to Trap City, bitch. Trap City, bitch. Trap City, bitch. Trap, trap City, bitch. Trap City, bitch. Trap, trap City, bitch. Now, Andy, we've both gone for Jerome Hughes, and Jerome is one of my favourite players, but I just think this is more of a Trap City, not saying that he's going to be a year-round no. Trap City. I just think you've got to just be careful where you pick him because he was really slow out of the blocks last year. And then around that kind of origin time, Munster started missing games. Like round one to five, he averaged 44. Then he went on a little bit of a roll. Around six to 10, he hit 76 as an average. Munster missed the next four games, and he averaged 72 from the next five games. Mm. So it's kind of like a momentum thing. Jerome kind of works his way into the season. And at 734K, I don't think he's presenting value now, but I think he will drop off because I think a few of his stats, because he had a career year as well, which is kind of scary. You just know they're going to regress maybe a touch and that drops their value down. But that presents value some stage in this season. I think I will buy Jerome Hughes. Is there anything that you want to add on that one? Well, that's based. I'll just back down what you're saying. You, when you're starting the season, I know you you can't just pick your guns straight away because they're not they're guns. Fit, right. They guns last year. You need to make value. You're like you can you can fit your your top price guns, but you need to get those cheapies and make the cash to get you a better team at the end of the day. Yep. Hughes could be in it, could be there, but I think also Munster might want to finally make it his team. You know, like you said, Hughes is going. He's he's not playing for a contract anymore. He's signed with the Warriors. So I, I think Munster will outshine him this year. It was you know Munster only outscored him a one in fantasy. Actually, one point. I was going to ask tonight, are you worried about Munster giving up the punt and the drink? Has he given it up? Yes. Or, uh, look, Turbo, I'm, I'm Turbo did it. Turbo I'm worried, did it. But, but see how good he played. Like, remember that origin where he played, <laughs> where he was like one day hungover he, he or whatever. He done the Joey Johns. I'm worried. I don't know what he's going to be like, Sober. No, I think it was Sean. I think this is his year. Um, he, he will outshine Hughes for sure, I think. Especially okay. because Hughes averaged 61, Munster 60. And I don't think Munster had a good season. Mid-season, he had a bit of a form slump. But he come really good towards the end. So I think Munster will uh, outdo him. Okay. He's cheaper. Corbs, you're not high on... Sorry, did you want to add something on Munster? Wait, is Hughes, where's Hughes going? You going Warriors? I think. Jerome Hughes. No. Jerome Hughes no. has got nothing. He's staying. I thought he signed. Yeah. I thought he signed. No, no, no. no he no. rejected it. He's play, he's there till twenty twenty three. Yeah, that's he's just hasn't exercised his option yet for an extension. Because no, I still- thought, did you mention that in the last one? He goes, Hughes is going, so Wishart might get blooded, and I was. Yeah, it, I did. Rattled, it rattled me, <laughs> and I was thinking, what is he? Is Hughes going? And I was here frantically searching it up. He was right. Uh, I've, I've got mate. the inside goss, guys. <laughs> but stick on the Kiwi boys. You're not high on the cheese, Brandon Smith, this year, Corbs. Yeah, he's a little trap for me. Try, he's priced it where he, he averaged last year with the tackle breaks, the only real thing that it's affected him. He got a 49-54 for his two games at lock in 2021. And looking back to 2020, he had a 0.95 points per minute when he was playing prop. 
but his max minutes was 53 there. He got a lot of good points though coming off when uh, coming on when uh, they were fresh, mm. um, which sort of yeah allowed him to do his thing and uh, have a real impact. Moving on to the Roosters, he's obviously not going to see that nine at all unless Grant gets injured. And hitting the mid fifties average by the end of the year, I think, is about where he's going to sort of stay. I can't see him. Yeah, I can't see him hitting the sixties in his new role, yeah. just in the middle. I think my concern, Corbs, is he scored so many tries from dummy half. I don't think he'll score the same amount of tries to kind of make him in that mid fifties. I reckon he might yeah. even he might fall towards maybe a. 46-47 average because he does do a lot of tackle breaks as well. So it's been interesting well, to see how he actually adjusts to that 13 jersey. Well, yeah, he came into his own, didn't he, inside the attacking yeah. zone. And he's going to have to do a lot more work coming out of their defensive zone now. Yeah. Uh, a few tough carries, which is going to gas him. Do you see him playing the same amount of minutes as Finucane, about 54? Yes, a bit more. He's, he's always got that gut and he's just like always a little <laughs> bit off, especially start of the season. He's usually just even he, last he year. He can play eighty though. Like, I think he has got he's got the young um Remember a couple of times he was on the sideline, it was like me at boxing yesterday and some of my haunches. Jeez, you were gassing. If all goes to plan, yeah, I see him as fifty five to sixty minutes, which will get him to maybe that mid 50s mm. again, timing again, that's what he is, I suppose. We never expected Harry Grant to get injured last year, and then he copped that you know, he copped the injury. Yeah. And what could sudden, have been in what could have been in draft? He <laughs> didn't get injured, <laughs> you got injuries and in now COVID to worry about. Speaking of drafts, what about Louis messaged me today? He didn't know that was NFL fantasy, he just thought I made that song up. <laughs> Yeah, yes, I did. Yeah, on your keyboard. <laughs> yeah. All right, boys, play you like to draft and why, Andy? Bro, Hughes, Munster, Puppy, Grant, any one of them, honestly. So if I can get you all four, would you give me Cleary? Uh, all four of those, I'd say... Plus four draft picks as well. <laughs> uh, if you're going to give me all those four, I might have actually traded you for Cleary, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're all over the... Corbs, you want anyone from the spine? Oh, yeah, mine was the same. I think Andy copied me. I just said anyone from the spine. Put him in order, but, uh, boys. Let's put him in order. I, I so did. The, the guys the are Munster, Grant, Hughes, and not Cheese. Who are we missing here? Grant, Mun- oh, Pups. So they're the four guys you want. Munster, Grant, Pups, and Hughes. Rank him, Andy. Grant, number one, because hookers aren't that, are pretty hard to come by. Uh, I think you've got Munster, number two, Hughes, oh, uh, Hughes, then Puppy. Okay. Corbs? Nah, I'd have Puppy second, Munster, then Hughes. Okay. I'd go Pups, Grant, then I'd go Munster, even though I'm concerned about his non-drinking and gambling, and then I'd go Hughes probably as the last Do you know what the funny thing, TK, though, about Munster? Like, a lot of people said he had a quiet year last year. Just, and he still had mid, 61 average for just top 10 Mid-season, mid-season yeah. it was really quiet. Yeah, I think uh, a few people had him in the team and then they um, sort of sold him after that mid-season, but he come home real strong with some 70s and 80s. Where, so Puppy and Grant, I think we can agree, would be round one picks. Where do you see Munster and Hughes? Well, I, th- I think you're right with Puppy going second. Munster, because I think there's heaps of halves that score above average. Like you, got, you can get an easy half... 50-plus half. Yeah. You can't get an easy 50-plus wing of fullback, I guess. So with Munster and Hughes, it's, it's tough. It, yeah, I think that's, uh, I think Munster second round and I think Hughes third round. Around, think around yeah, second, third, fourth. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think the other two, though, in Harry Grant and Pops, they're top ten picks for me across well, the whole league. Grant, jeez, top four. Well, absolutely. Top one. You should really take the first round. <laughs> you know what? It's really funny that we've done half an hour, and it's when you get such a fantasy-relevant team like oh, this, no. it's so easy to talk about them. But, boys and girls, that's it for now. Next up, we've got the Panthers, and also we'll be doing with these boys the Knights as well. But the Kiwi boys... Knocked out a couple tonight with the Cowboys and also Warriors. So stay tuned for that one. But we'll play the team song to finish up. Thanks, gents. And we'll catch you next time. We live to play. We play to win. We try and try. We won't say die. We won't give in. We're number one. We'll hold the line. So shit. So shit. We won't sit back. We'll just attack time after time. We're lightning fast. We'll drive like rain. We won't be beat. We won't retreat. Ice in our veins. We are the storm from Melbourne Town. We'll blow the others off the ground. We are the storm. And we're number two to the Sharks in 2016.